Hello, dear friends around the world. Welcome back to this episode of Stew on This. I can literally say around the world because I just checked, and Stew on This episodes have been downloaded now in 50 different countries around the world. That is super cool. I'm Stu Bittman. This episode is called How Do We Love When We Don't Like? Yes, it has been the supreme balancing act for me and for many other people these past couple of years to hold a space of love while intensely disliking so much of what's going on. So first of all, congratulations for those of us who have been doing this dance, been doing it with any level of grace, and at least been holding the intention to do the dance. Thank you. Well, apparently I didn't have quite enough to dislike in the world, so I've decided it's time for me to get a new hip. It is scheduled for December 13th, and this, of course, has sent me deeply into the medical world. The other day I spent about eight hours being poked and prodded, etc. Well, folks, I, I intensely dislike the idea of surgery. I don't like all the hoops I have to jump through to get there and all the belief system that lies behind those hoops. But I managed to keep a pretty good attitude the other day because I've fallen in love with the goal, if you remember from a few podcasts ago. It's easy for me to hold a vision of myself hopping and skipping and and climbing mountains and dancing, even though I never did that really well, and of sitting in a lotus position, of putting on my socks. Anyway, by the end of the day, by the end of the eight hours, I was finding love very tough to access. So when I started thinking about how I'm going to be involved in this process for at least another few months... I realized that in addition to falling in love with the goal or with the outcome, it would be really wonderful to somehow also fall in love with the process. Yeah. With my hip, it's kind of easy to hold a vision of the outcome and to fall in love with it. My vision for the world is not quite as easy to hold. So especially when the goal is hard to see, how can we love when we don't like Well, first of all, I think it's important to realize that we can do that. We can love when we don't like, because love and like are not the same thing. In a sermon that Martin Luther King gave on loving your enemies, he said, Thank God Jesus didn't say like. Folks, love is not equal to intense liking. Like is a judgment. Based on our perception, love simply is. Love is the normal and natural state of being of the universe, of you, of me. Love is. It exists and it's always active in and under and through everything that we might otherwise label as like or dislike or good or bad. Loving is an expression of that. It's an expression of our oneness, our sameness our connection to each other and to all things. And since all the love in the universe is present and active right here and now, experiencing love is a choice, a choice we can always make, even when we don't like something or someone, though in those cases, definitely harder. So here's my formula for loving when we don't like. It begins with accepting what is. Accepting what is, ah, take a deep breath. It even sounds peaceful. 
accepting what is doesn't mean resigning to what is. It doesn't mean that we don't want to prefer, that we don't prefer to change what is. It doesn't mean we don't stop. We, excuse me. It doesn't mean we stop working to change what is. Accepting what is. I'm referring to as the opposite of wishing it were different or thinking it should be different or thinking people shouldn't be making the choices they're making. All all this shoulding and shouldn'ting is not really bringing me closer to love. It's fighting what is. And in those moments, I'm heading down should creek without a paddle instead of being right here where love is. So if I can stick around here in love, I'll be more grounded. I'll have more access to my strengths, to my values. I'll be much more open to creative ideas and to actions that can actually be effective in changing some of the things I don't like. So it starts with accepting. And the next step is asking myself, why don't I like it? What about this seems to be clashing with my values or stopping me from getting needs met? If I can get in touch with those things, I can then notice that I might be in anger or judgment, which I know isn't healthy for me or for the world. And I can then take a breath, ah, remember my wholeness, and automatically I'm closer to love. Then I can love myself for holding those values and intentions and for being able or at least willing to experience whatever is happening with at least one toe grounded in those values and intentions. I can love myself for knowing that I am more than enough to use even this, even what I dislike, to grow in my capacity to express and experience more love. And sometimes by looking deeply into why I'm choosing to do something that I don't like, I realize I may not choose to do it. (laughs) Or perhaps there's a different way to accomplish that same why, that I actually might like more. (laughs) For instance, when I was in chiropractic practice, I intensely disliked doing narrative reports for insurance companies and attorneys. (laughs) And when I asked myself why I did them, the only answer I ever got back was, for the money. So I realized that I would much rather put my energy into embracing my mission and holding a bigger vision for myself and of the value I was providing for my practice folks so I could serve more people. Hmm, I like that a lot better, and so did they. And even if we can't come up with a better way to do something that we feel is important to do, I know that in my case, knowing why I'm doing something really helps me to do it. Just like holding the why of my hip helped me through what I went through the other day. It helped me feel much less like a victim. And perhaps the coolest thing is that if I can access even the tiniest shred of love in the face of not liking, which I always can, I am automatically more present and give whatever it is more of my attention. And then I tend to like it more. Right in the middle of being poked and prodded and challenged by the medical world the other day, I realized that though I didn't like the idea of it all, that the actual experience wasn't all that horrible, and it wasn't certainly all bad, everyone was super nice. So I took it as an opportunity to connect. I made almost every single person I interacted with, and there were many, I made almost everyone laugh. 
And that is my preferred way of connecting with people. And then in turn, though all these folks were indoctrinated in a different belief system, because of the connection, I was able to feel their concern. I was even able to feel their love. And that definitely changed the experience for me, as you might imagine. Uh, and folks, perhaps where this practice of loving when we don't like comes in most handy is in staying connected to ourself. Lots of folks over the years have told me that they don't love themselves, but I think they may have been confusing love and like. We can practice loving ourselves even in the face of those aspects of ourselves we don't like. Oh, why don't we all take a breath right now? Because that feels really big. That may even feel impossible. But hang in there because it is definitely possible. And next week's podcast will be specifically all about that. But in the meantime, loving when we don't like means we live the values that our heart holds most dear and most true. For me, this is the most powerful way for those values to actually stay here in this world and to become more of the collective consciousness. Loving in this world right now that we are finding increasingly hard to like is the best thing we can do for ourselves and for the world. Uh, so folks, those of us who stand for peace and principle, let's not let what we don't like stop us from loving. Yeah, stew on that. See you next week.